dads. Hello. Welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to listen to two dads talk. I'm dad number one, Jared Schmansky, with me, as always, dad numero dos, Joe Lopez. Joe, how are you? I really like you went too high, so your mic cut out like half of that. Ooh, that's gonna it's gonna be like three seconds of dead air on the podcast because uh because you hit a you hit a note that's too spooky for the podcast. That's it. My vocal range is as that as a Freddie Mercury. That I I believe it. I've heard that before. Yeah, you're wearing a pumpkin shirt. I am wearing a pumpkin shirt. I forgot you can't see on camera. I have a I have a Halloween pumpkin shirt, and it's a. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around for you, Joe, and you only because this doesn't go anywhere. But it has a huge. It's got a pumpkin whale. It's got a huge pumpkin whale on the back. It's one of my it's favorite shirts. Tight. I wear it year round. I you know I've seen that shirt on you and I love it. I do too. The neckline's like starting to droop because it's a little bit older, like three four years old. Yeah. So I'm starting to show a little bit more chest hair than I did when I first got it. But that's all right. Joe, what the are you drinking tonight? Oh, the same old, same old. I still have some Sam Adams Jacko pumpkin ale that I'm working on. Uh, it's what was in my fridge. It's I feel delightful. Like, yeah, it's good beer. Refreshing. It's a fine beer. It's just a, it's just a really good beer. I uh, I've made the decision that I'm gonna homebrew. Hell yeah! Let's do an episode on it when we get to that point. Deal. I think in the next few weeks. Uh, so our buddy Rob um also yeah. has some decent experience in homebrewing um and he's gonna bring his stuff over and i'm gonna go get the hops that for the beer i want to make and then uh yeah. him and i together are gonna brew this brew this beer together see I how we feel that's great what are you drinking joe i i may have teased this a little too hard it's not like <laughs> you were like i'm excited to see what you're drinking it's not it's not something nuts. you've been hype you've been hyping it I, up. I may have teased a little too hard but all right on our craft brew episode, which craft beer episode, which if you haven't listened yet, go back, listen to the craft beer episode. It's phenomenal. Wait, you're talking about the fall beer? Yeah. Okay. I said my two favorite fall beers are pumpkins and porters. Yeah. And I found a pumpkin porter. Oh, hell yeah. Look at that. That's a great can. Yeah. By Big Lake Brewing. So it's Michigan too. I'm always, I always, always will buy the Michigan if I can. We're, we're big Michigan boys. Oh yeah. The Michigan beer. I'm, I'm big Michigan. So it's a pumpkin porter they, with a few pumpkins on it. It's from, great. From Big uh, Lake. Have you had that before? I had never had it before. I realize now right. you've probably had it because you were in Holland not too long ago and they probably had it. I've, they did not. I've, I have not had it. Ooh. I had never even seen it before. I actually, so I, um, I was perusing for something a little bit. I bought what I had last week, um, which I already forgot what, what I was drinking. I don't even remember. An amber. Oh, I think. it was uh, the Oktoberfest. I bought uh, the That's Brew it, Detroit yeah. Oktoberfest. Yeah. And I was looking for something else, and I was like, I want something like pumpkin. And mm-hmm. then uh, I kind of went off. You know, when you walk into the liquor store, they have the whole back wall is is coolers. And the first, for my liquor store, the first left-hand side is craft beer. Gotcha. And it's all like the big craft breweries, Bells, Founders, yeah. all that. If you go to the next set of coolers on the right side of the um, back wall, it's mostly like chain beers. and right. But nestled in between like... One cooler in between the craft and the and the uh 
chain beers was uh a few like small breweries like big lake and a couple other yeah. like left hand stuff like that so i uh, i found it i'm pretty excited it's pretty good i had one already i had it uh i had nice. it yesterday it is it good. uh is it no porters tend to be thicker darker not as thick as stouts i would say i'm gonna show but it is you. that is that like is it a hefty one though like do you you know what i mean by when i say hefty like does it fill you up real quick it is not uh do you know obviously you've had over or i'm sorry um guinness before right yeah you know how guinness is technically a stout but like you can drink like six of them because it's really not yeah, that it's like, like water that's yeah. that's kind of the same feeling you get from this like oh perfect it's, it's like it's thick enough it has that taste but it's yeah. not it's not like a stout you're not gonna get a full belly off one okay and is it pumpkin-y like, can you taste the pumpkin spicy, or is it just like a stout with like a breath of? Yeah, it's like, not as pumpkiny as I would. So I would even go as far to say they probably lacked the spice. They probably did it with pumpkin and not yeah. enough spice because it's still like stouts are, tend to be a pretty um, robust flavor that is like. It's hard to get away from that stoutiness. Like it's it's yeah. always going to taste like a stout. The same thing. This like porter. You said stout, but porters are the same way. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. A porter. Yeah. But yeah, both of those. Um, it's just it's dark, right? And that's I think the hard thing yeah. to get around, and why like pumpkin ales are always ales because pumpkin's not the strongest of flavors, right? Which right, is why that's you why find the pumpkins like spice, right? So yeah. It's good. It's a good porter. Okay. I mean, I I would drink yeah. it as a plain porter, right? So no right. no harm, no foul, but could use a little bit more pumpkin, that's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, it was good. So we're in the spooky time. Of course, it's the spooky As we've established. There's a couple things I left off from last week, so I'm going to do a quick amendment. Okay. Uh, the Spooked podcast is called Snap Judgment Presents Spooked. Ooh. Is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It's very, very good. Um, and it is people telling the stories of their supernatural, paranormal, spooky um, events that have happened to them. And it's great because the people are telling about their experiences. Um, Cry Wolf is a really terrible teen movie that I love um, <laughs> that I first saw with Jordan Sanborn. Oh. And like, whenever I watch it, it just brings me back to us being kids. Um and there was one other one, and apparently it's not that important because I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> oh well. But I wanted to call out Spooked because I do love Spooked, and I watch or I listen to it a lot. And Kayla and I tend to have it on any drive time during the spooky season. Spooky, I like it. Yeah, I like it. But I have a story for you today, so you can just sit back, drink your porter, chime in when you feel the need. Okay. But oh. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. I'm so ready for this. Have you ever heard of The Watcher House? The Watcher House? Yes. No. Perfect. Then you're going to love it. I can't Let wait. Me, uh, take a swig real quick. So, The Watcher House is yeah. the story or it's related to the story? Um, we'll call that the title of the story. Okay. All right. The Watcher House. This is this is all a true story. It's been very well-documented. We're just going to get right into it. All right, just dive right in. All right. So, in June of 2014, the Broadus family, 
bought the home at 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey for $1.3 million. Just 657 Boulevard? No street name? Nope. Boulevard is the street name. Hate um, it. 657 Boulevard. Their mail must the get t- lost all the time. <laughs> At the time, this neighborhood had been uh, labeled the like 90th richest city in America. It was on like the Forbes like safest safest house list or not house city list um, communities things like that. So the broadest family consisted of uh, excuse me, got pumpkin burp come through. Consisted of Derek and Maria and their three kids. No names, but five, eight, and ten are their ages, okay? Okay. So they bought this house, and they were coming from a much smaller house, um, but they clearly had money. Uh, And the family bought the house, and they began prepping and renovating, as one does. Sure. Um, Early that week, shortly after they closed... They began chatting with some of their neighbors in the area. Um, it wasn't like a, their neighbors are right next door, but they're, you know, they're close enough. Um, there's maybe a little bit of land between the two of them, but like, I mean, you're spending $1.3 million in a house. You want a little bit of land, right? You, you yeah, want a you, want a, of, you want a little bit, but they're still like close enough close to enough. walk to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're acres and acres away. So while they were doing that, the kids, their kids were playing in the backyard with some of their neighbor kids. So three days after they closed on this house, Derek was painting, as one does again. Yep. And at around 10 p.m., decided he was going to check the mailbox. Who checks the mailbox at 10 o'clock at night? Inside the mailbox was a letter. And the letter was addressed to the new neighbor. And this is where shit pops off. I'm going to read you the letters, okay? To the best of my ability as I could gather and as anybody could really put together. um, This is me, Joe, in context. Um, Nobody's ever listed out the full letter, but there's a really good news article um, written by, I believe it's The Cut is the website. And the uh, author spent like several weeks with this family and they told him the whole story and showed him the letters and whatnot. So this is a um, real story. Like this, this is, is a real story. I'm already like, more real, sc- real. I'm already more scared. I was making fun of it before. Now I'm uh, now I'm spooked. Yeah. All right. You ready? Here we right. go. A letter addressed to the new neighbor. Dearest new neighbor at six five seven Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did six five seven Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk tisk tisk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted, and maybe more on the way. 
Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I've requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows at in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. The letter concluded with a suggestion that the message would not be the last. Okay? He says, welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Followed by a signature type in a cursive font, the Watcher. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> So based off of that first letter, what's kind of your first thoughts? Uh, I think it's a, a creeper for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little bit curious on why he said the young blood I requested. That caught me a little off guard. Yeah. And um, then I thought like, oh, maybe it's a ghost. But like ghosts don't pass down responsibilities from generation to generation, right? Like right. the ghosts don't need to. They're, they're dead. They just watch. Exactly. So that's um, where I'm at. So they bought this house from a family called, let's see, I have it in here somewhere, um, the Woods family. Okay. Now, apparently, Rich in people the first always le- have like the woods. They're the woods right. family. Apparently, in the first letter, again, this is kind of compiled from the article. The way that the articles wrote out is they have the letter intermixed with an exposition, mm. so you kind of have to pick it out. Apparently, at some point in the letter, he they the watcher mentions like I asked the woods to bring me young blood. Oh, yeah. Um. So, after he gets a letter, he raced around the house, turning off lights so no one can see inside, and then he called the police department, okay? So, an officer came to the house, read the letter, and said, what the F is this? (laughs) He then asked Derek if he had any enemies and recommended moving a piece of construction equipment from the back porch in case the watcher tried to throw it through a window. So... Derek went back to his wife and kids who were living at their old home still in in Westfield, uh, New Jersey. And that night, Derek and Maria wrote a letter to John and Andrea Woods, the couple who sold them the home, to ask if they had any idea who this watcher might be or why they had written that they asked for the Woods to bring me young blood. Right. And it looks like they listened. So Andrea replied the next morning, and she said... A few days before moving out, we had received a letter from the watcher. The note had been odd, and it made a similar mention of the watcher's family observing the house over time. Now, Andrea said her and her husband, they'd lived there for 23 years and had never received any letter like this before Hmm. um, until that right before they moved out. And they got that letter and they threw it away. So that day, the Woods family, the family that owned the house before them, and Maria went to the police station where a detective told her, don't tell anybody about the letters, including your neighbors. You know, at this point, Weird. she had never met, met any of them, and all the neighbors are now suspects, right? Right. Like, who is this? Um, so 
the Broadus has spent the coming weeks on like high alert. And Derek canceled a trip. And whenever Maria took the kids to that house, she would yell their names if they like wandered away too far. Um, and when he would give a tour, would it, whatever, when Derek gave a tour of the renovation to a couple on the block, he froze when one of the wives that he was giving the tour to said, it'll be nice to have some young blood in the neighborhood. Oh. Right? Nobody just says that. That's um, young blood. Yeah. Anyway. Young blood's a weird phrase. It's an odd phrase. It is. It's a young thing to say. So the contractor arrived one morning to find that a heavy sign he'd hammered into the front yard had been ripped out overnight. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So oh. two weeks after the first letter arrived, Maria stopped by the house to look at some paint samples and check the mail. Of course. Of course. Uh, she pulled out a letter with thick black lettering that she had recognized and called the police. The letter this time was directed specifically to them, Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Broadus. Oh, God. All right. So the le- next letter starts. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster's a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. So the letter then goes on to identify the Broadus's three kids by birth order and their nicknames. Oh, God. Uh, and these are the ones that Maria had been yelling when she would yell for the kids. Right. The letter then goes on. I'm pleased to know your names now and the names of the young blood you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. The letter then goes on to ask about one child in particular whom the writer of the letter had seen using an easel inside of an enclosed porch. The letter says, is she the artist in the family? 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has a bedroom facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher, and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought you, brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. Oh, my God. So this, it's definitely a dude, or like I, like a, a real human. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a spirit or some, of some kind. That's, this is just a right. creepy-ass, like, serial killer dude. Ex- yeah. 
So that was the second letter, and Derek and Maria stopped bringing their kids to the house after that, which probably a good idea. Yeah, duh. <laughs> and then they were no longer sure when or if they would move in. So several weeks later, a third letter comes up. Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. The house is crying from all of the pain it's going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. Fancy. You are stealing its history. Rise for the past and what used to be in and what it used to be in the time when I when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Yet the young, let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. At this point, the Broadduses had been trying to sell the house for a while. Yeah, duh. So that was when stop changing it and let it alone is the end of the letter. So they decide we're going to sell this house. Like, we, no way can we keep going on in this. And the community was beginning to get weird feelings about the situation. They kind of heard murmurings. They were being investigated. Um, and the Broadduses decided to hire private investigators to yeah. start to dig into everybody. And everyone was a suspect, but none panned out. Um, you know, they were leery of every neighbor, especially the ones right next door mm-hmm. who had been there for since the 60s, which is like specifically mentioned when, in the yeah. letter. Um, and after several attempts, the house remained theirs. But in 2016, which is two years after the first letter and after they moved in, they decided we're going to rent the house. We're going to see if somebody will rent it from us. And they did, right? Oh. But there was a clause in the contract that they wrote in saying that they could leave if another letter arrived. Oh. So they rented the house to a new family. Two weeks later, a letter arrived after two years. Oh, my God. You ready? Violent winds and and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Which, damn, that's me. That is, ooh, wench, wench. Calling a woman a wench is is too much. It's too much. It is. It's a. It's a. It, he's now getting very angry at the situation. I mean, he took it a step too far. I get it. You're creepy. You're looking in windows right. and stuff. Now you're angry. Like, come on. Exactly. So it goes on. You wonder who the watcher is. Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. 
I will walk by the news trucks when they took. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched as you watched from the dark house in an in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. Six Five Seven Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of with its army of supporters barricading barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but it makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. You are despised by the house and the watcher won. That's hmm. how this last is how this letter ends it. And this is the last letter they will get. And eventually the family would continue to own this house with two, ne- two new tenants kind of spanning throughout the years, but the rent would never cover the mortgage that they owed on this house. Right, because they paid way too much for it, yeah. Right, the kids would be teased at school, the community was leery of them, and people began to think that maybe this was them. Trying to, like, stir it up and make it... Right. Yeah. Um... And eventually, uh, in 2019, so three years after they bought the house. Five years. um, Five years, yeah. The family finally sold the house in 2019 for $959,000, almost $400,000 less than what they paid for it. Oh, my God. Because they needed to get out. Yep. Um, and that's kind of where the story ends. There's a lot intermixed in all that of the actual like story, like a lot of a police investigation went in a lot of the family, like staking out their house to see what would happen. Right. Setting up cameras. Um, but the identity of the watcher has never been revealed. They don't know who the watcher is. There's, um, they suspected, like I said, the family next to them. Uh, had like an older kid who had some mental health issues and they think it might have been him. Right. Um, apparently they traced DNA from the letter and it went back to a female and that's all they could tell. Um, oh. mm. Mm. I don't know how. Yeah. But, uh, but that's kind of where the story ends. In 2019, they sold the house. But who knows if that family's going to get any letters. It would be interesting to see. I I don't believe that they wrote the letters themselves. Mm-mm. I like, what does that do for you? Right? Like, right. They wouldn't have tried to like, they would live in it. If they knew it was them, they would just live in it. Right. I don't know. It's creepy, Joe. That's a spooky story. You win. Yeah. You win this week. That was a spooky <laughs> story. It, it, it It's pretty creepy. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It makes it creepier that it actually happened. Yeah, and you can, like, Google this house, 657 Boulevard. Um, You can Google the Watcher house. Um, There's uh, 
BuzzFeed Unsolved did an episode on the Watcher House. Ooh. If you've ever watched those boys, um, there's another podcast called Red Web that I listened to that did an episode on on this as well, and that's pretty interesting. Um, but it's like a very well documented situation with these broadest family and these letters. So that's very odd. Well, I'm spooked. Consider me spooked, Joe. Yeah, don't go check your mailbox. Not it might be backpack. It might be a backpack blower guy. Oh my gosh, trying to run me out so he can get a fourth lot <laughs> in, the, in the yard. Triple yeah. lot's not enough. He's got to get a fourth one. Exactly. So there you have it. A spooky story for a spooky season. Um, but we'll be back with more. I love it. I, I'm actually. I'm. I'm a little. This was a good intro to spookiness. Like I'm not overly spooked. I'm like the right amount of spooked. That was pretty good. Okay. That's pretty That's good. 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 Um, but thank you for listening to my creepy story. I Jared. love it. I, I, it, hopefully you can sleep tonight. Um, and thank all of you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you can go, uh, go give us a like and subscribe. We would appreciate that. And thanks to Planet Ant for having us on the podcast network. And if you haven't yet, I don't know why you're listening to this and haven't followed us on Instagram or Twitter or found us on Facebook at Big Dad Energy Pod. Go find us. Give us a follow. We're very close to 150 on Instagram. We're nowhere near 150 on Twitter. So, I mean, that's to be expected. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, just go give us a follow. We, uh, we really appreciate you. And thank you for listening to this every week. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're as spooked as I am right now. We really appreciate you. Yeah. And, hey, we just hit our 5,000th listen, which is awesome. Woohoo! Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, hey. Don't go spend all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.